The material provided today is for informational purposes only. It should not be considered legal or financial advice. Consult with a financial professional for your own needs. Johnny, Sestina, and company disclaims any and all liability for the interpretation and use of the content provided today. I need help getting out of my student loan I'm debt. so worried. How am I going to afford taking care of my When's parents? When's a good time to get into the market? I'm really not sure when I should start taking my Social Security. I wonder if I have enough insurance. I wonder when I can retire. It's time to talk about your money. Managing to be wealthy. Our team of fee-only financial planners is ready to help you to create better financial habits. Envision your long-term goals and understand money management better than ever. Our resident hosts of Johnny, Sestina, and Company are on deck to show you the way. Welcome to Managing to Be Wealthy, your weekly financial planning radio show. This is your host, Stephen Lucan, and joining me today in person, John Sestina and Tony Payne. We are all certified financial planners. John, it's good to see you. Good to be seen. Right? You say that quite a bit. Well, you guys kept saying, you know, yeah, for me, (laughs) to see anything is good. (laughs) Yeah. I had my uh, eye surgery again yesterday, so I'm half blind tonight, so. Okay. There you go. And with the stimulus package, they're not going to be giving you any money because of your disability. You are testing me, Steve. We, we're going to test you all show. The stimulus, <laughs> holy cow! It's going to take everything for me to withhold myself. There you go. But you got your vaccine halfway done. Yeah, no? Bobby made me get one shot so far. Okay. Okay. Second one's around the corner. Yeah, I got. No. I signed up. I'm ready to go Tuesday. Why don't you go for me? No, I got my own appointment. Oh boy. And uh, I mean that that age bracket, age 50 plus, which which they announced, and I am ready to roll. Now the process itself, I do understand the pain of people who are not computer literate, because I was spent a couple hours trying to get my appointment, and it was not the easiest of times. It was terrible. Yeah. And and the for for the listeners out there, just maybe some helpful tips. Uh, there is a the state website, coronavirus.gov, and no, it's the Ohio state website. I forget what the details of the URL is, but there's a map, and the map gives you by zip code, by county. Um, then you go to the specific distributor if it's a pharmacy. Because I loaded up Kroger, I loaded up Giant Eagle, I went to all the extremes to try to do that, and then. They will tell you what's available, and then you have to create the account, and they'll say, oh, um, Friday, Saturday's available at this Kroger. You click on the date, not available. Right. So you get frustrated, right? And you, yep. okay, then you say, oh, click Sunday. Sunday's not available. Uh, so then you have to switch stores, and then you switch <laughs> stores. And I ended up going, and now I'm going to Newark. <laughs> Newark. Or, or as Cole would say, Nurk. Because <laughs> Cole is from, grew up in Newark. Uh, so I have to drive 40 miles, but I don't care. I just want to get this vaccine over with so I can get rid of my mask. <laughs> you can't, not according to I, uh, Biden's group. But the they... second it's allowed, I am going to get rid of it as soon as possible and not whoa. worry about Fauci it. Fauci says you need four masks. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. So, but nonetheless, if you're out there trying to sign up, it is a little on the laborious side, but hopefully you get some luck. Um, don't, don't, I would say don't. <clears throat> Don't try to just get the the pharmacy next door to you. You may have to expand your footprint. Well, I had the best luck with your reference, which was the Ohio State. Yes. And I ended up getting my shot at the, what's the place called? Schottenstein. Schottenstein, yeah. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things And I said all those good things last week, and I meant it. They were just terrific. Good. Except they gave me a shot. (laughs) Stabbed you in the arm with a needle. (laughs) I hate when that happens. (laughs) When uh, obviously from you being eligible, Stephen, you're an older gentleman. And uh, as an older gentleman to be able to navigate the website, you're pretty tech savvy. We know that. And still for it to take two hours. Yeah. 
I mean, like you were saying, though, that's, yeah. yeah it took me days. Okay. Yeah, seriously, I was on it for days, and then you gave me the hint about the OSU. Yeah, because you can sign up for a waiting list, and you can even t- yeah. get text messages. when There's a lot of different things, but for someone who's not computer, and John, you're computer literate, too. So I'm, I thought so. Right? And it, it, and there's waiting rooms, and you sit in a queue, and it says you'll be ready in, two, in 28 minutes, and I waited and waited and waited, and then I got to it, and nothing it was all there was nothing available which is fine but it got frustrating and it's it it, it tests your patience a little bit yeah the worst was after filling out all the forms <laughs> you love forms i love forms <laughs> i filled out all this form and the last question was what is your case number which i don't know what my case number is i haven't been give in me yet. one <laughs> give me a case number to put it in there so but again i wish everyone the best of luck in trying to sign up for it it, it is a little challenging at times but um hopefully i just think that state website is a good reference yeah and i really i think what we're talking about two times into the theme of the show so well tonight because as vaccines become more prevalent as things open up and as the economy picks up again, which we're all hoping it will here, we're going to see a lot more demand. And usually a lot more demand may lead to something like inflation. Oh, so, we're talking, we're going to be talking inflation. We'll go through. There's no, yeah. no doubt about it. Today oh, we're you talk- think there's going to be inflation? Huh? Yeah, oh. yeah, we're going to see why. <laughs> but but the, the other side of it is to the um, stimulus package is what we're going to focus on today's show. Is It's all about the stimulus package. And before we get into that, early happy birthday to you john well thank there's you there's gonna be a birthday week and you're not going to be on the show next week because you're going to be in sunny florida right well if i go to florida then i'll miss my birthday so i won't have to count it oh okay <laughs> that that's works. how that works yeah <laughs> I, I didn't okay I, i'm taking notes here. that's how you stay young uh, yeah you yeah. just just yeah, just leave no. t- leave your state and your it doesn't count yeah it doesn't count you're okay. not home yeah, not nice sure. good all righty. So, but today's show, stimulus package, that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, before we get to that, there was a report a few weeks ago about uh, personal income for the month of January. Tony, what was that all about? Really, personal income was up 10%. I mean, that's a huge number. And that year over year comparison in January, I mean, mostly attributable to the stimulus checks. But when you think about it, $600 to be a 10% jump, that's amazing. That is amazing. So that was really good news. Now, the other side of the what they were discussing, and we're starting to hear more about it, is inflation. Uh, John, is inflation 2%? <laughs> well, that's what they're telling us right now. But, so we uh, have to believe our government. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're really trying to get me going here today, Stephen. I tell you, I tell you, not, you, like I tell you to behave, and then I, then I push your buttons. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> But on that point, though, I mean, for context, December, that increase was 0.6%, mm-hmm. not 6, 0.6. For the income. Right. Yes. Then it goes to 10%. That's a pretty big jump. Yes. That's a So, and I jump. think that's a, sh- that's a sign of, yes, they said $600 stimulus checks, but I think it has more to do with people getting back to work, normal work hours, 40-hour uh, work weeks. And I think that's a good thing. My concern, and we're going to talk about the stimulus package but the stimulus package that we provided a year ago of $6 trillion, uh, that created inflation. And people were like, is it real? Is inflation coming? I'm like, it's here. It's been here. And I have a perfect example. Yes. Uh, in, in, in the city of Columbus, there is a football team that plays football, and they issued their ticket packages. In some instances, 100% increase on the football tickets. Get out of here. Right? So, right. So, European football, American football. <laughs> can I pry a little deeper? Right. Never mind. Right. But yeah, exactly. Right. Ohio right. State fo- college football, 
and in some instances, people will have to now shell out an extra double the price they paid a year ago. Holy cow. That's a hundred percent increase. That's why they didn't send me my renewal tickets. There you go. Right. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah, you don't pay enough, John. So <laughs> so if if you're if you're locked into buying or spending in that environment and I'm gonna go to my football game, your inflation is a hundred percent for that expenditure. Ah, you're talking about the basket of goods idea. Yeah. That there's different things in that basket, and let's just say it was a basket with a couple fruits in it. If the apple's the one that's doubled and the other stuff has gone down, but I want my Apple, I'm paying double. It doesn't matter what the average inflation rate is. And You're that's talking exactly like it. an economist here, Tony. Well, that's, I mean, I'm just going to talk about, have you looked at the gas pump recently? Yeah, there's another one. It's gone up dramatically, in my opinion. We've been enjoying these low rates for about a year, and yeah. that's going to change. And, and, and that's where we, your, your inflationary number lies within where you spend your money. Exactly. And I went to my, 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 one of my favorite places to go to, the dentist. I was at the dentist's office, and they were saying a hundred, two, two or three times the cost on the PPE, the gloves, the masks. It's all going up. Who pays for it? The consumer. So it's all going to flow downhill. The consumer is going to end up paying for it. So don't believe when you hear inflation is two percent. Don't believe it. Stephen, to that very point, we're on it. Yeah. You're so, on it. Well, we're gonna, we're going to come up on a break here, and Tony, we're going to talk stimulus package when we come back. Uh, you're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy with fee only financial planners of Johnny, Sestina, and Company. If you're looking for the latest stock tip or how to time the market, you've come to the wrong place. If you want help navigating all the moving pieces of what makes a financial plan successful, tune in and take notes. Welcome back to Managing to Be Wealthy, your weekly financial planning radio show. This is your host, Stephen Lucan. Today's show is going to be centered around the just passed stimulus package. It went through uh, Senate House uh, back and forth, and the president signed it. So we are in, I guess, a new realm of stimulus packages. Uh, it is estimated at $1.9 trillion. Let's call it $2 trillion while we're at it. Um, just for context, the 2009 American Recovery and Reinvestment Act, ARRA, which was passed in 2009 as a stimulus package. Any ideas of what that stimulus amount was? Oh, it was gigantic. It was. It was probably all of $800 million yeah, or something. It was. It was, it was $830 billion, Okay. And right? they, okay. they still yeah, have billion. not spent all the money in the package. On that one? Yeah. Yeah, from, from 2009. Especially in the education system. Right. So, you know, John, I, as a kid, I, I heard on that one TV show that always talked about welfare state in the theme song. Are we a welfare state? Well, we're, we're being pushed toward it, aren't we? Yeah. Because whenever they did a, uh, what, a poll on this thing, they said that something like 68% of Americans were in favor of it. Mm -hmm. I said to Bobby, how's that possible? Have they not heard it? Have they not seen the news? Do they not know what's in this thing? I mean, it's a complete fraud to call it a COVID-19 stimulus act. It's, it's, it's pumping money into the people's pockets through, through the government. It's paying off people, yes. Yes, yeah. And that's, that's the concerning factor of it. Um, I'm not going to say the question isn't asked, but the question's never answered as how are we going to pay for it? And that's, that's, to me, is the troubling aspect of it. And it goes back as long as I can remember the concept of 
uh, stimulus money going back when I think it was 1998 or 99, there was one in 2001, they got a $300 payoff from uh, George W. I was like, okay, yeah, hey, 300 bucks, fantastic. Um, but that's my concern is who's going to pay for it? How's it going to get paid for? No one's, no one, people are asking the question, no one's answering the question. It's also a little scary because it comes in your checking account. It's a direct deposit when mm -hmm. you get the money. And so you don't even feel the impact. It's kind of like your withholding taxes these days are electronically done. So you really don't know what you're paying in income taxes anymore. So we're, our brains are being, count, I don't know, endangered with all this virtual stuff. Yeah. Because people aren't paying any attention. They don't know when they're being hammered. <laughs> Thoughts on this whole topic there, Tony? Yeah, no, I mean, again, it's all arguable, really, depending on points of view and what study you want to look at, all that good stuff. I mean, is there an economic multiplier? I mean, is the velocity of money something that matters? I mean, these are all things that, yeah, when you print the money and you put it out there, I mean, thank God, dare I say, that at least we're doing it at very low interest rates. I mean, if we were doing this in the earlier mid-90s, the 80s, those numbers would seem to just pile up quickly. But we've, I mean, largely seemed comfortable with that. Like John was saying, may not be a great thing, but the American people want a lot of things done for them. So we've got to pay for it. And that means putting out the money and then paying for that eventually. So hopefully we just get the benefit of these low interest rates. Well, that's part of the short-sighted view of the politicians. They say, well, look, the interest is nothing. Well, how long is it going to be nothing on our $30 trillion deficit? Well, once you issue the debt, though, no one can come <laughs> call it. So this is it's like refinancing your house on a fixed rate. Oh, I see, Tony. You're, you know, you're, you're not laying it all out okay. for a floating rate. You don't so. think it's it's going to come to a head maybe 30, 40, 50 years from now? We may be dead and gone. But no, I'll be yeah. dead and gone. I mean, right? I you might, guys have I'm, to deal with it. Arguably, and I'll, I'll step up for myself, we said a lot of this about Tesla back then. It's one of the biggest companies in the world now. The jobs they've created, the taxes they pay, there's an economic multiplier behind that. So when we think about who pays for all of this, you know, I'm not saying it happens, but the thought might be, well, something good comes out of this, and we get bigger, better companies. We have more jobs. That's how you pay for it. Does it look that way? It doesn't, but that's the part where we don't we, know. It has to happen. If yeah, you, it has if you, to. Right, right, there's no alternative. If you, don't, if you don't come up with that, well, your approach there, that we need a better economy, we need jobs, we need companies, we need workers. If that right, doesn't come business. to fruition, if that doesn't come to fruition, we're in trouble. Well, we're more in trouble if people begin to believe, well, the government will send me a check. And that's easy to sit there and say, oh, look, they sent me $1,600 or $300 or whatever the case may be. And we become uh, dependent on that. And that's good morning socialism. Yeah. And it is a dreaded word, right? And and if people don't understand what that truly means, um, you're told what your job is. You're told how much you're getting paid. And you're actually told what you can and cannot buy. That's exactly And that's right. something we fought for post-World War II. Right against us, you don't agree with me, Tony? No, arguably, that'd be okay. communism. Socialism's okay. that fine line in the middle. You know, okay, you can do what you want to do in your labor, but <laughs> okay. you're going to pay a lot in taxes when you do it. Communism, Tony. Uh, well, I mean, like, I mean, we got to call it what they are. Communism yeah. would be assigned. Here's your job. I'm going to take okay. it. I mean, my father-in-law, socialist. My father-in-law came from uh, uh, Republic of Czech when it was still under communism. Yeah, former USSR. Okay. Yes. So that was communism. Right. 
and everything that he ran away from, we're doing here now. All this, it's so subtle, that's what's amazing to me, is people are so insensitive. I, f I fear that Americans are very passive or apathetic, that they're not paying attention to what's really happening. We are a capitalist country, and none of this is capitalism. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly, so, but... What I mean, we say that's is, gone out the window 80 years ago with Social Security, right? Well, I don't like Social Security That was either. the start of it, but that yeah, was one I mean, of the, the starts. Idea it, it keeps evolving. Not a socialist country. We are. It's just how socialist to are To what we? degree? And yeah. that's the argument where it's like, okay, once you get your nose in the tent, where do you stop it? But it's already there, guys, right? Well, they can learn it in college, Tony. <laughs> Don't get me started on that, John. You know. <laughs> All right. So we're going to switch over to this lovely stimulus package. But it is it just food for thought. Everyone think about it. But if you have kids, grandkids, or future generations, there's there it better work. It, it better. Be, it better work because if it all comes crashing down, you don't want to be around to see it. Right? I, I don't want to be around to yeah. see it or live it because it'll it'll be ugly. Uh, Tony, I'll let you get a, uh, run it from here. What's in yeah. this stimulus package? Well, there's a few things. I mean, the biggest stuff are the credits. Again, like John's saying, the let me give you this to do that. Let me give you this to do that. Let me support you for this. And examples of that, there's student loan forgiveness, not as a dollar amount, but the loan forgiveness is not taxable. So they didn't throw in that 10000 or 50000 of forgiveness, but if there is forgiveness, then it's not taxable. But who's forgiving it? That would be the private universities or the public universities. So if you're doing a work program for them, they can't forgive. It's paying you. Mm -hmm. That's taxable. But if for some reason, oh, you're a noble person, what? I, I'm not sure why they'd do it, but if they did it, then it's tax-free. So the federal government has nothing to do with their not paying their loans, Tony? Not not paying the correct correct. It, it's the idea that once they get the loan forgiveness, then they're not going to be taxed on the loan forgiveness. And this is a little different than what we heard during the campaign of ten thousand dollars student loan forgiveness. And we're not there yet, correct? Well, correct. did yeah. you have any loans when you finished school, Tony? I did. You sure did. did. How yeah. much did they forgive for you? I didn't get any. <laughs> did you have any loans, Stephen? Thankfully, you... no, but I paid along the way. Worked. There you go. My parents I paid, paid along, along the way, way and I yep. still had loans, yep. and no one paid for me. I had to pay them all off. Yeah. So the, 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 this is so irrational mm -hmm. because we are, we are convincing these young people, well, look at this. You've created all this debt. Don't worry about it. We'll take care of it. And further, what are we supplementing the most? The education, the colleges. Yeah. Why the colleges? Right now, if we look at what colleges are teaching, it's pretty disruptive. Yeah. And maybe we'll, we'll start with this at the next uh, segment because we're coming up here on a break and we'll talk about the student loan forgiveness and something we discussed in prior shows. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN. Back to Managing to Be Wealthy, your weekly financial planning radio show. This is your host, Stephen Lucan, and joining me in today's show is John Sestina and Tony Payne. We are all certified financial planners. Uh, before we get to the to further on today's topics of the stimulus that was just passed, uh, we have a workshop 
So we are doing a virtual workshop. If people are interested or know someone that may benefit on how to build your financial plan, you can visit our website at managingtobewealthy.com. There's a little button on the top right so called workshops, all the details there, and hopefully somebody you know may be able to benefit from a little education and also share with them our podcast. Again, we, we offer our opinion, uh, but a lot of it is centered around how to build a financial plan, which is financial independence. And John, that's what we were talking about, the, the concepts of socialism, the concepts of, of people being dependent on government. That's the exact opposite of financial independence. It is. I mean, if, if we rely on government, we're going to be like the communist countries in Europe. And you see, if you look across the ocean and you look at those countries now, uh, they are, in my mind, weaker economically than we are we're still we still attempt to build on some capitalism but over there they're strong on socialism at the very least and some even on communism and so they don't have the economic strength that we typically do yeah so that's part of my challenge i want to save the country for crying out loud yeah no i mean it's again tying it back to planning that's what we talk about with have your cash reserve be prepared for the emergencies. I mean, this was a huge emergency, the whole pandemic, et cetera. So I, I don't know that that's comparable here, but we're all going to have our own individual life events that come up. Even after this, after vaccination, after whatever, there's still going to be trying times financially. So to have your own reserve, to not rely on a check from whoever, however, but to say, I've got my own, I can take care of myself. That's where we're coming from is that point of having control, having the power to be able to take care of you and your family. So, Tony, where would they keep that cash reserve these days? These days, it's not going to be anywhere really exciting because those interest rates are so low. But the best place to keep it is usually somewhere not volatile. I mean, it might be in a checking account or savings. It might be at home. You know, you might chase a little interest rate by going to an online bank to earn a little higher interest. But truthfully, you're, you're probably not going to earn a lot on that. So you don't run out and buy Swiss francs? I wouldn't. And you don't uh, buy all those other crazy things, you know, like precious metals? No, I mean, believe in them or not, <laughs> they're not going to produce you income. Right. And then when you go to sell them or buy them, there's the commission. And when you look at those commissions, man, that hurts. Yeah, it's painful. Until you've done, I mean, go ahead and do that and watch your money go out the window. Right. When you pay that, it feels a little different. I remember one client a long time ago had an art collection. He was big on art, and he had all kinds of really expensive, wonderful stuff. And uh, he was going to retire on that. That was his plan. He wouldn't diversify. Well, he did retire. And guess what? The economy slacked, and the market for art was terrible. He can't give them away right now. And, and, very, and very, it's not that they weren't good pieces. No, they're right? You need a pieces. buyer. Yep. <laughs> right? yeah. but and that's some of that's generational. Well, right. you got to watch. The economy flows, and so... When you talk about it, Tony, you're right about the cash is solid, so to speak, and these other things are going to change no matter what you buy, gold or art or Bitcoin or whatever else there is out there. Just recognize that it's not static. And so beware of your choices. Yeah. And one of the things in this stimulus package that sort of irked me when I saw it, John, see now my buttons are pressed, is... Oh, I'm not irked at all, the, Stephen. <laughs> is the amount of money that was... Uh, earmarked for restaurants and bars. That is probably one of the most devastated industries. Yep. And we are giving, okay, $1.9 trillion and we're for $25 billion. Here you go, restaurant industry. That that to me is, it's it's troubling. 25 billion? 25 billion of the 1.9 
$2 trillion, okay? Uh, very, very small amount. And and that, that to me, if the restaurants I've talked to, I've talked to managers and owners, and the hardest thing for them right now is, is guess what? It's not customers. Well, don't worry. The it's big finding cities help. are going to help, Stephen. Right. You know, they're getting, what, $350 billion? Mm -hmm. Something of that nature. And uh, that's purely stimulus. So these guys who've been mismanaging their money all this time are getting big chunks of money from this, having nothing to do with uh, COVID, just bailing them out from their bad management. Mm -hmm. And and the restaurant industry, as I said, that the, they can't find good help. Yep. They can't find workers. And I've had multiple people who in the restaurant industry say, yeah, hardest thing right now, it's not the customers. Your customers are getting upset because they get poor service because yeah. they can't find help to, to serve the people. It's backwards. That's a shame because that's a, that's a uh, beginning category for a lot of young people in their mm, work oh, life. fantastic. They go work in a restaurant and they learn skills like, you know, showing up on time, being courteous to clients and so forth. And now they're, they're being precluded from that opportunity. Yeah. And that was one of the things reading the details of it is I was like, that's a, quite small for the size of the stimulus package to focus on the industry. Anything else, Tony? Well, I mean, the big thing I'm sure a lot of people might be thinking of are the direct checks that come out there. Mm -hmm. So $1,400 to individuals, depending on your income level. So if it's 100000 if you're single, 200000 if you're married, that was before. That was the prior stimulus. This one's gone down to eighty and one sixty. So depending on where you're at on things, you might have gotten a check before you're not going to get this one or vice versa, depending on if you've already filed your taxes. Well, how many checks are you going to get, Tony? Well, that's my business, Tony. <laughs> you, you, you keep to yourself well, over but there. But to, to, to the point of that, why, are we, why, why doesn't everybody get a check? That's a great point, though. Again, right? if it's it, about helping the economy. Right. Well, and if you're in a financial position where you can go without it, you're probably going to do what with it? You're going, to, you're going to spend it. Spend it or even invest it. Or spend it or invest it. So you're going to help one way or another. But to, to segment off the the taxpayers and say, oh, a certain segment gets a check, another segment does not get a check, I think there's some argument there. See, the difficulty we have is politicians have no business experience. And so you have business experience, and I think, Tony, you have some business experience. And they come into the, they don't know how a business works. And they don't know what the ramifications of all this is. So they're making judgments from on, on high, which is what our forefathers were aware and didn't want to occur because they didn't want people on high who may or may not know what's going on at the ground level making big decisions. And so we're moving and moving towards federalism. That's the wrong word. Moving and moving towards, well, communism. No, you said the right thing, I think, though, John. Do it at the federal level rather than locally at the state, and this is a massive federal bill, I think. Yeah, and they forget what's—and the other thing they all have to do, I think, should be tested on the Constitution and the Bill of Rights because I don't believe that they even know what it says because even with the election thing they're doing, the H.R. Well, that's another bill. We won't talk about that one, okay. Stephen. I'll really get riled up. <laughs> Don't want your blood pressure going through the roof here, John. <laughs> so I'm concerned about this because people are saying, oh, good, I get a check. Oh, good, this is nice, $1,400 or whatever it is. My loans I don't have to pay back, et cetera, et cetera. And, and these little credits and exemptions for children and so forth. Well, the government's just providing everything, Tony. And rent. There are oh, also yes, rent credits in rent. as well, John. Yeah. So. And if you're a farmer of color, then you also get that. Your loans to the tune of 120% paid off or reduced or eliminated, whatever the rules are. And so uh, 
I guess that's reparation. Well, it, well, the other side of it, too, there's certainly a number of Americans who need help. There there's are. no doubt about it. No one will ever argue against that. It's just, where do you draw the line? Well, and that's what, that's what I mean. The politicians don't understand that. It's very, very clear. There are people, like you said, the restaurants, that's easy to identify. Mm-hmm. And so you support that stream and the people who work for restaurants, et cetera. Great. Well, we're, when we come back from the break in our final segment, we'll wrap up the stimulus package and hopefully get you some insight on, we'll go into the child tax credits and what's available there. You're listening to Managing to be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN. You're listening to Managing to be Wealthy with fee-only financial planners of Johnny, Sestina, and Company. If you're looking for the latest stock tip or how to time the market, you've come to the wrong place. If you want help navigating all the moving pieces of what makes a financial plan successful, tune in and take notes. Welcome back to Managing to be Wealthy, your weekly financial planning radio show. This is your host, Stephen Lucan, and in, in today's show, we're talking about the stimulus package that was just passed and signed into, I guess, signed into law, right? So it's yes. official. And Tony, we talked a little bit about the checks coming to the taxpayers, a certain segment based on income levels. Anything else for the uh, consumers out there? If I sound like Willy Wonka going through the list of gobstoppers and the different flavors of candy, (laughs) stop me. But there's stimulus checks for dependents. There's rental assistance. There's the expansion of the child tax credit. There's the expanded tax credits for child care, not to be confused with the other ones I mentioned. So we're talking a myriad of things out there if you're a parent. And especially, I mean, again, like we were saying, why some of the qualifiers here Depending on your child's age, it may be three thousand or it may be thirty six hundred. What so, may be uh, the amount of the child tax credit that you get. So the child tax cre- credit may be thirty six hundred if the child's under six. If the child's six to seventeen, then it becomes three thousand. Is that your uh, psychological age, so Bobby can claim me? <laughs> that might be right, John. I don't know. <laughs> But back to- but I mentioned earlier, right, John? You're you're legally blind. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But there's nothing in it for you. No. What happened right? to me? Where, Why where's didn't I get some free stuff? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, with the tax credit too, Tony. It's 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 a yeah, refundable. I keep going too. Yeah. I, I mean, oh, go I, ahead. Go I, for I, it. I, yeah. No. The the expanded tax credits for child care. So think about paying for. Uh, assistance to have someone watch your children that's part of it we're talking a total of four thousand for one child or eight thousand for two or more children so i mean these are big dollars that are coming out and a lot of this the way they got it through it's a one-time 2021 so to john a lot of the points you're making it's the demo it's the candy it's the here try this see if you like it well when they're all the checks and all the freebies are up front well it's a lot easier to like it than maybe having the tax hikes right now and well, arguably that's where they've said we're not going to hike taxes the economy hasn't recovered yet but a lot of these goodies are one-time goodies so don't get used to them so when you're doing your taxes you should be mindful which ones are individual for this year which ones are long term you recall which one was uh you could take in installments was that on the loans that was the CARES Act, I yeah. believe, the installment on the yes. IRA distributions, John. I'm not sure. No, where no I, oh, sorry. I was, never mind. Okay. I misled you. But with, with, the, with the tax credits, generally they're reconciled on your tax return. And, and, and if you zero, you, historically, if you zero out and say, okay, you owe 2000 in taxes and you get a ta- tax credit of 3000 
you're zeroed out. Now it's refundable with a lot of these tax credits, it'll be fully <laughs> refundable. So you get the full amount. So if you think about how much from a tax perspective, and this is really when you talk taxes, when you account for the standard deduction, and then the tax rate of up to for a single taxpayer, $40,000, up to so you're looking at basically fifty three thousand dollars of income you're paying historically without the credits you're paying thousand dollars in taxes right and now you're applying tax credits on top of it so you your income you could make over a hundred hundred and fifty to even two hundred thousand dollars and almost have no tax that's right because the refundable means you get cash if you if you can't use it they'll send you cash yeah and I think if, if again, if people just don't quite understand how taxes work, and that was what you mentioned in the opening segment, uh, people understanding the tax, how much they actually pay in taxes, it would be an eye-opening experience. Right. Do you want me to keep going? Please, let's go. <laughs> so there's the stimulus checks for older adults who are on Social Security. A John, that's difference. me. Do there I you get go, that John. one, Tony? Okay, All right, good. Hey. So <laughs> you're in there. Review with your accountant, please. <laughs> uh, the expansion of the earned income tax credits there, even for childless individuals, goes up from $530 to $1,500. So a lot of this has been child-focused, but for those without children, there's some increases there too. And then at the bottom, and this I found very interesting, there are more. there is more funding for aging and disability services, but it's not defined as what. So to your point, John, about where does this money trickle down to, who gets it, it was not even well-defined here in the bill. I mean, that left a lot of subjectivity <clears throat> as to how some money would be spent. So a lot of things in here that you've got to be familiar with. Well, and that leads to the uh, part of the um, maturity of our government has been its process. And that's why the founders set everything up the way they did. And part of the process for bringing a bill is you just don't create it and take it to the floor and vote on it. What you do is you take it to the group, break out into committees, you have hearings, so that you get some well-rounded information on all this so there's more clarity. That was not done here. No. It was just written by the leadership and whomever else, staffers probably, and they wrote this stuff down, and they went to the floor, and because there was a majority, they passed it. So and there's really no different than 12 months ago either with the, the $6 trillion package. It was sort of just let's just, just start printing money and handing it right. out, and everyone yep. grabbed it, and here we are again. So $8 trillion in 12 months' time. Well, and what's our deficit uh, this year? This year, right now? What's it going to be in 2020, 2021? Maybe the annual deficit or the total? Yeah, the, what, the deficit. Record. Annual. What's going to be our uh, annual I'm deficit? Not the, I'm not sure. I know our our uh, ledger, it's up to 27 or 28 no, that's trillion. No, that's the debt. The debt, yes. I don't know what the deficit spending you is. You know, Tony? I think we're up to about $3 trillion now. Okay, that'd be so the one year. That'd be the one year, not the total that was in the bills. That's correct. So we're going to add probably somewhere near another $3 trillion because of the deficit. Right. Well, I don't know about you, but I grew up thinking you had to have the money to buy stuff. That's a fair concept. And if you didn't have the cash, you shouldn't buy it. So we're slipping away from that. Our forefathers were that way, and we need to learn that again. We need to teach some history again. Tony, yeah. you need to go out there and talk.
talk to these people. <laughs> no, you're, but John, we are okay, right now. Show the charts to the debt, though. I mean, it's and it's not. We sound maybe picking one side or the other, but I mean, the last three presidents, we've seen trillions and trillions added for different reasons, and before that, it seems like a nice slow, slow line, and then all of a sudden you just jump up, jump up, where. Again, we want a lot of things as the taxpayers, but it seems like we're not coming up with the ways to pay for them. Right. So you can see through this bill, I mean, again, there's even Affordable Care Act subsidies. So, again, I keep going through my Willy Wonka list here, but if you need help paying for those premiums, that's in there. The Medicaid expansion was in there. I mean, it just keeps going when you think about it. Again, like you said, John, to do things perhaps not piecemeal but deliberately. Let's do a transportation bill. Let's do a housing bill. Let's do – again, debate it. Debate it in the light of day, but one massive omnibus that goes through reconciliation, that's not very transparent. So, again, to, to a lot of the points you're making here, it makes sense. I still think we should uh, have a requirement that a bill can only be one thing. One item. One item. And everyone vote on it. And not yep. add all this other stuff on there. This way the taxpayer will at least know what the daggone thing is. And stop naming them. Yes. They name oh. them all these fluffy names to make it sound oh, one thing yes. when it's really something else. And just call it what it is and co- maybe make a code number, a serial number for it, which usually it has, versus coming up with some kind of name. Um, I, I agree with you 100%. And we started off the show with inflation. So if you've listened to this entire show, we talk about a lot of money going into a lot of pockets and a lot of hands we are going to see a lot of inflation and it'll be out there and you better pay attention to where your money goes uh, and track it and compare it year over year and don't sit for for investing don't sit heavy on cash you've got to stay invested and outpace inflation there's no doubt about it and that's that's really the the what we talked about here this entire show yeah being deliberate having control making sure you know where your money is great Well, hopefully this was a helpful show for all of our listeners out there. We appreciate you listening and tune in for next week's show. You've been listening to Managing to be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN.